Welcome once again to the Ebone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 332nd time on this Friday, April 14th, 2023. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Walking the Center Line. This week, we're going mobile again. I sat down with Tabitha Hutler, the event director of the Walker Center in my home county of Wilkes, and I got an insight on what the Walker Center is, what they offer, and why it's important to Wilkes County. I also got an insight on what Tabitha contributes to the center, why she feels it makes a difference, and who she is as a person outside of her job. I had a lot of fun recording it, and I hope that'll be the case for you as you listen. I'm here today with Tabitha Hudler. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. We're here at the Walker Center, and it's a beautiful place. I haven't been here in a good while. A lot's changed, probably. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start with a little bit of background on you. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, so I am a Wilkes County native. I was born and raised in Trap Hill, North Carolina, uh, near Stone Mountain. I went to Trap Hill Elementary School, went to North Wilkes High School, came to college here at Wilkes Community and transferred to App State and graduated in 05. Um, got married right out of college, and then we had our first and only son, who is now 15 years old. So I just told you how old I was, probably. <laughs> okay. I wasn't thinking that hard about it, so it's safe with me. That's good. How did you find out about the Walker Center? Is there any certain moment that comes to mind? Uh, well, I, too, came here when I was in elementary school um, from Trap Hill. It was a long haul to the Walker Center, and I enjoyed it. It was an all-day event, so that was my first exposure to it. But then after college, I went to work at Lowe's Companies and just decided after about four years that wasn't um, – the right job for my personality so I wanted some hands-on experience and I love entertainment love to make people happy and smile and so I saw this job come open at the Walker Center and I thought okay I'm gonna get out of my comfort zone and apply for it and 14 years later here I am. So how did you get from where you started at the Walker Center to where you are now. Can you walk me through that? Yeah, sure will. Uh, So when the job opening came about, it was an event specialist. And so I was assisting the director here at that time. After that, when she was getting close to retirement, I was put into a lead event specialist where I took a little more responsibility and uh, still reported to the director. And then after her retirement um, and after another person's retirement, um, here I am as the director. So there were several transitions there over the years um, and glad that I stuck around for it. So you're just kind of waiting in the wings like, put me in, coach, I'm ready. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What gives your job meaning? I know a lot of people in the workforce just go do what they do to pay bills, but I can tell that you're doing it because you enjoy it. Yeah, you're right. So what drives that enjoyment? I think, um, again, just making people happy and putting a smile on faces that might not have been there for a while. Um, It is music and entertainment have a way of communicating universally with people. And even though I may 
be completely different from the next person, we could still relate maybe through a song or through words spoken from an entertainer. So I feel like um, the universal exposure and how it comes together is really what drives me. You know, we've done everything from concerts to weddings to graduations, uh, even had funerals here. And this place is transformed into so many things. But the the big thing that we always hear is the customer service. And that's what makes us strong and keeps community coming back. And that's a great transition into the next question, because anybody who's been to the Walker Center knows that there's all kinds of events and plays and different things going on here. Can you tell me about each of those different events and what they're like? Yes. So this year, just for example, we've had um, almost completed our season. We will finish up May the 12th. Jim Croce's son, A.J. Croce, came to play. It was a beautiful uh, piano rendition of all of his hits. We've had Lone Star here, country group. Uh, Charles Billingsley came for Christmas and did a wonderful job. Uh, Karen Mills was a comedian. And then we just had the Malpas Brothers with Appalachian Roadshow last week. And we'll be finishing up with a Beach Boys tribute in May called Sail On. And not only that stuff, we also do school events for our Wilkes County schools and surrounding counties in our service areas, um, Allegheny and Ash, and then any homeschool as well so we have um we got two more shows for that for this season and uh, it'll be time to announce the new season (laughs) and that's a actually a broader range than i came in here thinking it was Uh going to be because when i was smaller i remember like i said coming here in elementary school just watching plays for field trips and stuff that's all i thought you guys did for a good long while (laughs) and now i see that It's a really wide array of events, and one of these kind of catches my eye. Can you tell me about the winter holiday laser celebration? What's that like? Yeah, that was really cool. So uh, we had families come for the evening, and we had a a dinner here in the the ballroom, which is where we're at now, um, of just kid-friendly food, really good family pricing. Um, And then we had the laser show inside the auditorium, and it was playing to all the Christmas music that we know and love. Um, And uh, also the kids learned a life lesson while they were in there because it was a story about a penguin that was trying to get back home that couldn't fly. So really sweet story. That is really nice. And it's also got me, it's also got me thinking about, I guess animal science or biology now because honestly for the life of me i cannot remember if penguins can fly (laughs) well in this story penguins could fly but but he could not so they were trying to find a way for him to get back home for christmas to his family and everybody pitched in together and gave him a huge bouquet of balloons that got him where he needed to be which is a little far-fetched but any kid can have a good imagination. Oh, yeah. I know I did when I was a kid. Me too. <laughs> We've talked about some of the events that you guys have at the Walker Center, but can you tell me about what it's like setting those things up and the booking process? Sure. As far as show set up here, conducted by our technical group, there's a lot that goes on behind those scenes that I'm not familiar with, and I'm thankful that people know how to do that stuff. Um, there's a lot of setup. Uh, you have to do some advancing with the artist and the agent and the road manager. My main 
main responsibility is to go out and find the acts and to talk with their agencies and to negotiate contracts and things like that. And then, of course, I do meet with the artist and um, try to take care of them while they're here. We go to conferences, usually along the East Coast, because... um, Luckily for us, there's one meeting group, uh, the North Carolina Presenters Consortium, that brings it in to certain areas that are able to get to easily. Recently, I went to UNC Greensboro, and uh, we'll be going to Durham in the fall, and we'll be looking for new talent. It's kind of interesting to me to see how everything's set up. If I'm a fan, if I'm just sitting there watching the show happen i don't see what's behind the scenes i don't see how everything came together Mm -hmm. you get to see how the entire process works yeah and part of um, referring back to one of your other questions about what motivates me for that um, particular job is to see things come to fruition and the starting point to the ending point and all the little things that happen in the middle may seem very stressful but then um, in the end when we see the final product it's always rewarding and you get to see how far it's come because you get to see like you said from the beginning to the final product exactly and before we get to the rest of the episode i'd like you to hear a word from my friends at mcnutter butter coffee (coughs) the morning cup of coffee it's an american tradition smooth and full of flavor just the thing you need to get your day roaring to a start. But not all coffee is created equal. And if it's quality you crave, choose McNutter Butter Coffee. McNutter Butter is whole beans, so you can grind it yourself with the assurance of the freshest cup possible every time. Try the classic Good Morning Neighbor, a smooth all-day coffee. Enjoy in the morning to start your day or relax in the evening having a cup with a friend. Coffee Doodle Do, a roast that's fit for a cowboy with a smoky flavor and a smooth finish. Or my personal favorite, Beanin' For You, the coffee that'll put a pep in your step with some great flavor. You can also freshen up with a McNutter Butter Facial Scrub. The saying is true. The only thing better than our coffee is sharing it with friends. To find out more, visit McNutter Butter Coffee on Facebook. Let's move towards logistics now. What does it take to keep a place like this going? What does it take to keep events coming in in a steady stream yeah a lot more than I realized um, after taking on the director position you know it could be something as simple as the stove went out in the kitchen Um, that we have a full service kitchen and we try to you know keep state-of-the-art equipment there make sure all that's running properly so I've experienced things that I didn't really realize I would be. And it's just like managing your own home or, um, you know, your church or anything like that. If you're part of a group or part of that environment, you have to make the, make sure things are running smoothly. And so I think that's one of the shocking factors that I've experienced is just having to um, learn some things that I wasn't really sure I was going to do. I can tell that Y'all have made a great way for yourself. Yeah. Progress is always the key. And I think no matter what you think, how good something is or has gone, there's always room for improvement and things to, um, you know, progress better for the next go round. So we never want to lose sight of that. What's your favorite part about what you do daily? That's really, that seems interesting to me. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say it's actually the job that's my favorite part. I would say that it's the coworkers that I have. Um, we have a really tight-knit group of people that come together and make all this happen. The trash needs to be changed, then we'll jump in and do it if somebody's busy. You know, nobody has a certain way to to do one thing. We all jump in together. Uh, we're all responsible for different things, but we're very close, and uh, we know a lot about each other's families. We're here a lot of hours together on nights, weekends, various things. I bet so. Yeah. So I would feel like uh, just coming in, it doesn't really feel like a job when I come to work. It's There is a lot of work to do. Um, there's some stress involved, but it's overall just a great experience. It's the same with mine, too. What I do at the radio station, it doesn't feel like work because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. I've asked you about what the best part is. Yeah. Now we go to the logical other end of that <laughs> spectrum. What's the worst part about what you do or what the hardest part is? The hardest part, I think, is I can't really release my work when I go home. I think about it constantly. I'm always trying to see new things, or if I hear something out, I'll try to implement it the best way we can. Um, So I really never cut off the work button, so to speak. Um, My husband is very adamant for me sometimes to just sit down and chill and not think about work for a few minutes, not answer an email, not answer a phone call. You know, that even though it's the worst sometimes, it still shows how much passion's behind the job. And honestly, I kind of find that to be the case with me as well, Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's just, it's kind of hard to separate yourself from work now it is. because the covid pandemic happened right. mm-hmm. and that forced everybody to start working from home and you're working from home your office chair is now your couch <laughs> right. and your tv is now the monitor that you see everything that's going on in your workplace or the, the thing zoom meetings <laughs> oh goodness zoom meetings i had never heard of zoom until the COVID pandemic. I didn't even know what Zoom was. Yeah, now we do for sure. And, oh, yeah. Now people are just like, take me back to when I didn't know what this right. was. I, I like person to person much better. Honestly, me too. Yeah. But I do think that it's sort of a double-edged sword because I think that it's nice, like if I'm doing a podcast with somebody yeah. who lives maybe three states away. Right. I actually did one a couple weeks ago. I made an appearance on a friend of mine, Tony Goforth, his podcast with another friend of ours, Jason Gordon. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for a mobile podcasting Mm -hmm. setup because Tony lives in Indiana and Jason lives in South Carolina. And like if someone's working from Indianapolis and then someone's working from Florida, and then someone's working all the way over in South America or something, if they have a remote location, that could be a way for everyone to connect and not have to be in the same room. Yeah. But in the same way, Zoom sort of reminds me of the pandemic, and I'm just like, everything that reminds me of the pandemic, I'm like, push it away. I don't want to wear masks anymore. (laughs) That's one of the great things about being able to do a podcast like this and do it in person. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I want to book as many in-person interviews as I can. Right. Because, well, there was a time that I didn't have that. Yeah. And I think, you know, body language and being able to see each other, and uh, it just brings about a better 
Yeah. And it's a lot easier to communicate yes, that way exactly. because it's like with texting. Right, right. If you say something over a text, somebody can take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to be funny and then somebody thinks you're insulting them. Yes. <laughs> so I think in person is by far the best way to go. Right. And speaking of in person, if people want to book an event mm-hmm. with the Walker Center, yep. how would they do that? So... It depends on the kind of event it is. Um, the ones that we seek after for our season shows, I'm usually uh, making contact initially with those. But if someone wants to rent the auditorium for a concert on their own or um, an author speaking, anything like that, um, they can contact us here at the box office. Uh, we have, we're open noon to five, Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday, it's 11 to three. And that number is 336-838-6260. Or walkercenteronline.org will give you all the information about booking events and things. And then also we have a Facebook page that we encourage people to go on there and like so that they can see what's up and coming at the Walker Center. And if you want to find out more about the Walker Center and find out more about what Tabitha was just mentioning, you can visit the links in the description, and that'll tell you everything you need to know. Tabitha, I appreciate you for being here. Absolutely. I hope we can do it again sometime. Yeah, me too. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website, www.ebonezone.com. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember... Keep an ear out.